Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Barrels ice cream? Outstanding. What do they do for the birthday where they give you like 50 different scoops? In the that was same? called the zoo. That was the zoo. That was uh, 10 scoops of ice, 10 slabs of ice cream, uh-huh. I think 15 scoops, every topping and every syrup. Yes. So you had nuts and marshmallows and, and chocolate sprinkles and rainbow sprinkles, and you had fudge, you had marshmallow, you had, you had everything. butterscotch, you had every right. And that was they put the... it in this massive yes. bowl. And run it around as if they were carrying the queen around to a bell and siren and eventually stop at the table. It was, and by that time, it had melted. <laughs> so, but by that time, the birthday boy was absurdly excited. And all of his guests, like me, were wondering, why can't I have that at my that, birthday? That's right. And what they also offered was the, um, it was a double banana split. And I think it was, <clears throat> it was you were awarded, if you finished it by yourself... They rang the bell, and, and the waiter stood up and awarded you a, announced your name and awarded you a ribbon for this fabulous feat of pigotry <laughs> for eating a double banana split and all the... And anyway. Anyways, we used to have blast music loud in the mid-'70s, and it became such a joke that it was every... You're never more than five minutes away from smoke on the water. <laughs> D- Deep Purple owned the L.A. airwaves. It owned KLOS. You're never more than five minutes away from smoke on the water. So today's July 13th. It's the anniversary of... Um, it's Cubs anniversary. Is it? Sox anniversary. Of a Cubs-Sox game? Anniversary of a Cubs-Sox well, game? Well, if it was a game, the Sox routed them in a big way. Jose Quintana... For Dylan Cease, oh boy. Eloy Jimenez. Oh, jeez. It's uh, Jose Quintana, fast becoming uh, Spanish for Ernie uh, Brolio. Oh, it's not that bad. He pitches tomorrow for the Cubs against the Pirates, but today's the anniversary of that deal. Eloy Jimenez with a nice um, sliding catch in foul territory last night in Oakland for the White Sox. Dylan Cease part of me will wants, pitch soon. I didn't see that, but part of me wants to wonder if he could have stood up and made, if a normal guy would have stood up and made the catch <laughs> because he's such a, an atrocious fielder. It was a very smooth slide. Oh, it was a it? very, yeah, it looked like a professional athlete. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, nice for yeah, him. That's a win. So that was the, the big in-season deal, and, and, and it all made sense for both teams. It looked incredibly smart, and Jose Quintana has not been that guy. So we're approaching the... The now a single trade deadline, July 31st. There's mm-hmm. not going to be any, any finagling deadline at the end of August. So uh, Richard Justice of MLB.com mentioned seven guys, the seven most likely suspects to go. And, and you know who some of them are. Madison Bumgardner, 
Trevor Bauer. You've seen these names. Um, Will Smith, Ken Giles. Mm-hmm. This name surprised me, and it was linked to the Cubs. They were one of the suitors. Um, is it Eric Sogard? Melky Cabrera. Melky Cabrera, ladies and gentlemen. We just saw Melky Cabrera. We We're just played see a, him again today. We just played a low light of Melky Cabrera. Yes, we did. He would not be there for, he'd be, I, maybe he's Tommy LaStella off the bench. Maybe he's your left-handed bat off the bench. But he keeps playing, and he keeps, he's got an OPS of 802. He's hitting 311. He's got six homers. His salary is just $1.15 million. He's a free agent after this season. Wow. The Phillies are believed to be front runners, but the Phillies are believed to be active with, with anybody. He's still productive. He's certainly not a regular, but a utility player, occasional starter. The Cubs, but the Cardinals, p- and Twins uh-huh. are, according to Richard Justice, they're on, they have Cabrera on their radar. This is, assuming, this is assuming clarity for the Pittsburgh Pirates by the end of the month. They're just three and a half games back mm-hmm. in this division where everybody is trying to win. Uh, the Cubs picked up a full game on everybody in the division yesterday. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're, you're asking for Pirates clarity, and then you're asking for Pirates to, to help the Cubs in any way. The weirdness is that we've heard Trevor Bauer's name while the Indians are in the wild card. Even now, as the Indians have made their charge and are there, I don't get we're that. still hearing Bauer. You know, because Bauer has a year and a half, so and, and, and they'd get more now, they think, than they would get next year. Doesn't this, every season's sacred, right? I want to break into Monty Python. Theo said that. Every season's sacred, right? Every season's great. If a season's wasted, God gets quite irate. See? You got it. There you go. Season or sperm. <laughs> oh, I mix I them you. up. I mix them up a lot. Um, uh, so no, what I hear you. you think about? I don't think the Indians should trade Trevor Bauer either, what about, by what the way. What about Malky Cabrera to the Cubs? Uh, I, I was really surprised to see that. It's in, Not just because it's inside the division, but... All of a sudden, it is that it's that left-handed bat. It is a left-handed bat. It is a historically 330, 340 on a good year on base percentage guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it would he would help in the way that a David Peralta would help, I suppose. I, I I'd love to aim higher. Where's the, you know, but it's not. I don't think they're out there. There's no. There's no. Um, you know who they're, they're Daniel out. Murphy, like you know, like that kind of hitter. That guy is not really out there. Eric Sogard is the name that um, that Bruce brought up to me earlier. Freddie Galvis in Toronto. Um, Whit Merrifield apparently going to be too pricey in Kansas City. Uh, Melky's Melky's interesting. He's just it's just so not special. I know. I hadn't considered that, but maybe it's. You know what? If you're going to talk special, what and who do you want, and who do you who are you willing to who do you think leaves this roster? Because they're at the point now where if it gets bigger than Melky Cabrera, they're taking core players. They're taking those guys, all those young stars that you thought could stand up to the pressure and would, would win multiple World Series, uh, but uh-huh, haven't. Uh-huh. You're you're taking one or two of those guys to make a deal for what you think you need for this team. If I told you that you could get a really good rental to come bat uh, towards the top of the order here, who is it? I, well, if it was Whit Merrifield, 
who you're going to well, keep for a while, then you'd give up Addison Russell and or Albert Almora. You know what? Wouldn't you? you? Give up Addison Russell? Yeah, I mean. No, no, no. The only way you get rid of Addison Russell now is by packaging with Bryant. (laughs) There is no market for Addison Russell. Nobody. Nobody wants that PR nightmare because he does not sound like a man who's changed. Mm -hmm. He's not playing worth anything. He's the guy, the way that the... You know how the, the Blackhawks got rid of Patrick Sharp by patchy, packaging a young player? Yeah. You have to package something good to get rid of Addison Russell. So that's not a core player. Albert Almora is not proven to be a core player. He might play more often mm-hmm. than perhaps than his numbers suggest. He's certainly a he, – he, he's been the, the draft choice. I, they kept talking about him like he was going to be Jonathan Taves. I know. How about um, the textures are saying, how about John Jay? C- call, call up uh, Rick Hahn here on the anniversary of the deal and say, no, <laughs> and say hey, you want to do this again? Yeah. But John Jay just signed a $4 million deal. Is, you know, pay the prorated less than $2 million for the rest of this year. That's all he is on a one-year deal. They like John Jay. I know. Everybody who John Jay plays with likes John Jay. He Except is a, Manny Machado. Uh, well, not enough. <laughs> he didn't like him enough to, no. to take $50 million less. So who's your, uh, let's do some uh, programming uh, promo here. Oh, who's yes, your, sir. What's tomorrow on Hit and Run? Okay. Tomorrow, 9 till 12.45? 9 till 12.45. I've got two things tomorrow. Um, do not have a, a, a guest co-host per se, but um, Cubs mental skills coordinator and former catcher John Baker will join me at 9.20 up until 10 o'clock. So he'll do like the whole back half of the first hour, and he'll be live from the radio booth at Wrigley. So that will sound very, very good. Man Bear Food, what's his? Man Bear Wolf. Wolf. Man Bear Wolf. Um, and he's, we'll talk a little bit about the mental skills department, how uh, that's become a market inefficiency of sorts around baseball. Some teams have bigger departments than others. With success stories, failure stories. I won't ask him to get specific. Uh, pa- patient, you. client, privilege. Maybe he'll violate that. But I, I'm looking forward to talking about that with him and um, and some other stuff. So that's uh, John Baker in the first hour. And then uh, play-by-play man Joe Buck will join me at 11 o'clock tomorrow. Joe Buck will be on the station, be on Hit and Run with me for a good 20, 25 minutes or what have you at Love 11 o'clock. Joe Buck. I don't know. All the criticism he gets, he's a modern day, a latter day Marv Albert, where every Bulls fan thought he hated him because Marv Albert called the, the Knicks games. And you don't talk enough about Michael Jordan. Like you're worried about Michael Jordan getting publicity from Marv Albert. And Joe Buck gets the same kind of crap. It's just I, I, such I, yes. garbage. I just read a story in a Minnesota newspaper uh, from a writer trying to convince Minnesota fans that Joe Buck does not hate the Twins. I didn't know that that was thought. And every fandom has that. But every time yes. I've... Every you always th- think your team is... It, and if you think you, to yourself, boy, I hate Joe Buck, do yourself a favor and listen, because he's a very normal likable human being, self-deprecating human being. And every time I have him on, people text us saying, oh, my God, I had no idea I liked Joe Buck. All right, fine, you made me like Joe Buck. Right. Jerk, all that kind right. of walking stuff. Out of, walking out of the cell after one of the World Series games, he said to fans are still you know, partying after and tailgating, and they see him and said, you know, you only got a job because you're dad. And he goes, yeah, that's right. Now what else you got? It's <laughs> great. Tomorrow after the game, uh, after the Cubs until 7, is Joe Madden and Ron Coomer live from Madden's Post. Joe's yeah. got his post-career job, his post-Cubs career job. Yes, he does. Lined up. And Monday, still at Wrigley, join the scores Lawrence Holmes, 
He will host Jason Hayward and Kyle Schwarber at the Budweiser Brickhouse Tavern in Wrigley. It's the second luncheon of the 2019 Cubs on Deck series. Tickets are on sale now at 670thescore.com slash on deck, presented by TimberTech and Xfinity. Can I read you one quote that I wanted to get in as part of the last segment where we were talking about Bryant's base running and Pat Hughes and yes. all that? Bryant, af- Bryant, after the game, uh, said about his base running, that's my game right there. Scoring from second, scoring from first. I've been doing that for so long in college, little league, and pro. It's something I've always practiced. It's the easiest part of the game to control. And I always take pride in that. Wow. Isn't that interesting? That's a guy making his free throws. Yes. That's a guy making his free throws. That's absolutely correct. Why not get my free points right here mm-hmm. and my team's free points right here? I can right control here. this. Yes. I can do this in, in private. I can, I can know exactly. He never gets out of his lane. Yeah. That's what he does. That's a ball player. That is. We'll take a break, and we'll go the opposite of a ball player, and we'll go to a man <laughs> who defines Saturday suckage, David Schuster. I'm Rosenblum. He's Spiegel. Saturday suckage on Chicago Sports Radio, 670. The- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station. from we choose david schuster as the hood ornament for saturday suckage <laughs> david how are you i'm great this segment of course will suck but i'll yes. tell you something that doesn't suck i've been watching josh bell here uh, take batting practice this kid is unbelievable i think he put eight in a row in the bleachers he is some kind of strong and he's having a great potentially even an mvp season uh it's a sauna out here today it's very hot we'll see how the two pitchers handle the conditions uh yesterday i thought was great pitching as as matt will attest uh, until the seventh inning when both teams started to score a few runs and it was a good a good victory by the cubs yesterday we'll see if they can add on here today does this hurt do you guys think this hurts john lester or with the extra day's rest he- I mean, the, the heat and the – he sweats. I don't think it's going to hurt him. Listen, you know, he's a veteran pitcher. He's been through it all. He's pitched in cold weather, rainy weather, hot weather. So, I don't know. Ask me again in the sixth or seventh inning when maybe his pitch count is getting pretty high at that point. But or the 13th no, I, or I don't 14th think it, inning when you're – Well, no, 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 no. I think he'll hand it'll fine. Lester was appreciative of the extra day. I think at this point, like every extra day that Lester can get increases his ability to control his stuff and increases like the, the biting nature of his, of his breaking stuff, David. Uh, speaking of biting, breaking stuff, I mean, you saw it again firsthand yesterday, Matt. I mean, 
You Darvish threw more off-speed curveballs yesterday. He still had 96-97 on his fastball, but boy, oh boy, he had such a break on his curveball. That was really his out pitch yesterday. So who knows, maybe some of these guys with a little bit extra rest, at least the first time around out of the shoot from the All-Star break, they uh, do seem to be a little bit sharper. you have a lineup? We, we have I do have a lineup, lineup. And, and I would suggest this is the best lineup that uh, Joe Madden, of, you know, and he changes his lineup all the time, of course, but uh, I think this is probably the best lineup that he has available. Still not sold, obviously, on Kyle Schwarber as being your leadoff hitter, but there he is yet again today. Baez uh, hitting second at short, Bryant at third, Rizzo at first, Contreras behind the plate. By the way, Contreras will play three games in a row now, Joe Madden saying, among other things in his press conference, it'll be three on, one off, more often than not. He still, uh, obviously, he has to get uh, Caratini in the lineup, but he uh, and he wants to get Contreras some rest, but at this juncture, he's going to play three in a row and then usually have a day off. Hayward in right field, Addison Russell at second base, we'll talk more about that in just a second. Albert Elmora in center field, and of course, Lester hitting ninth and of course on the mound. Okay, let's talk about Russell. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about that now. Okay, let's talk about that now. I mean, I, I was the one who asked the question. I mean, he's been playing musical chairs all season long at second base, and right now he's got four different guys that he can play at second base, uh, Russell being one of them, Descalzo being another one. And no. I'd say, oh, yeah, uh, I heard you say no in the background. Uh, Robel, uh, Garcia, you know, all of a sudden up here, and he's got some pop from the left-hand side, but he struck out a couple of times yesterday. And he's got David Bodie as well. My opinion um, is that you got to get Addison Russell in the lineup on a more consistent basis. Yeah, he's been disappointing ever since he came back up from the minors, you know, in his whole brouhaha. But I think he's the best of the bunch. Certainly defensively, he's the best of the bunch. And you're not going to get any production out of this guy if you're going to play him one out of three or one out of four days. So at least for right now, and, and Joe Madden admitted it, somebody, if somebody gets hot... They're going to get the bulk of the playing time, but right now nobody's taking the toehold at that position. Uh, David, uh, any update on Cole Hamels? I know he threw yes. yesterday off flat ground. That was a big deal, and he's, that was the beginning of a throwing program for him. And we saw him uh, throw uh, earlier, about an hour ago, uh, outfield, 120, maybe even longer than that. And he looked good. Didn't seem to be laboring whatsoever. Now, we didn't talk to uh, Joe Madden after that or even Hamels because they're in the clubhouse right now. But from all appearances, he looked like pretty good. I mean, he was throwing pretty hard from that distance, and he didn't seem to be laboring whatsoever. So I would say that was a very positive sign. Uh, yesterday, Madden did say, and I think you were there for that as well, that uh, he, he's coming along just fine. So maybe he'll be back a lot sooner than a lot of people thought. Jordan, Jordan Lyles is the kind of guy the Cubs ought to beat up. In his, la in his last 13 innings, over th three starts, 13 innings, he's given up 13 earned runs. Yeah. One of those is against the Cubs, where he lasted four innings and he gave up seven earned runs. His ERA in his last seven games, 6.81 and a whip of 1.54. This is the kind of guy where you build on what they did yesterday. They should route this guy. He shouldn't get to the fifth inning. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll see if he, you know, throws inside like he did in the last outing against the Cubs. You know, I, I think a lot of people thought that yesterday would be heated between these two teams coming off the last series, um, but it wasn't whatsoever, and I don't anticipate that it will. Now, maybe once again down the road, they do play each other uh, before the season is over. Maybe that crops up yet again, but I don't anticipate anything today or tomorrow. Adbert Alzali pitched um, for in the minors last night, had six walks, 
And I think he hit two guys. Those are both career highs. Get him up, throw against the, pep, the Pirates. Then, <laughs> <laughs> if you want, if you want to hit guys, yeah, come on up this weekend. We got the team. But but the Cubs have yet to announce starters for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday against Cincinnati, right? I think Kyle Hendricks is going to pitch Tuesday, but I don't think we know yet who's going to pitch Monday. No, actually, it's the other way around. Oh, okay. I think Hendricks is going Monday and Tuesday is the question mark. And and the guess on our part, it's, especially since Elzelai did not pitch well. And uh, he would be pitching on three days rest if he went on Tuesday. So the guess here, and they were probably going to announce it after the game, is that it would be Tyler Chatwood. Um, you know, Joe said that he had to talk to whomever. I don't think he's getting on the phone to talk to anybody in the minor league. So my guess is it's going to be Chatwood, and we should know that after the game today. There's actually quite a few off days in the month of July after that mm-hmm. stretch of games that they had going coming into the break. 50 they've got, and 52. Oh, I, I, yes. They've got a comfortable um, schedule in terms of being able to do stuff like that. But they don't in August and September, and that's another thing that Madden said. He said, listen, we've got to take advantage of these days off during this month because then it gets you know, to be a grind once again. I haven't looked at it personally, so I'm going to take his word for it that mm-hmm. it's going to be a real grind in both uh, August and September for the Cubs. Well, I'll tell you this. In terms of the division, 23 of the Cubs' final 29 games are against the division, including their last 16 of the season. Now, those are not against Milwaukee. Milwaukee, I think they're done with Milwaukee after like the 8th of September. But 16 in a row against mostly the Reds and the Cardinals to end the season. And just overall, all these teams That's are the playing last each road other. Trip, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it, there's some craziness in terms of this division will, will work itself out throughout the month of September yet again. Yeah, and it took a step in the right direction, at least for the Cubs yesterday. They were the only team in the division to win, so they picked up a game on everybody. Um, You know, it's going to be – I just think it's going to be close all the way throughout. I I don't see any team, you know, getting crazy hot, like winning 30 of 40 games and pulling away from anybody. I just think it's going to be competitive all the way, and, and who knows? Maybe that's a good thing. Should the Cubs get in, and I anticipate they will, and I still think they'll win the division, then maybe they'll be sharp all the way through, and Joe Madden will somehow find a way to get rest for whoever he needs to get rest for. So, I, I, you know, yesterday was a good day, and we'll see what happens here today. Yeah, Madison Bumwarner is going to need some rest before he starts the playoffs <laughs> for the Cubs. <laughs> so, Dave, before we let you go, um, you know, another week, another big trade in the NBA. So what do you think mm-hmm. of the whole uh, the Russell Westbrook Oh, boy, would I love to be covering that team in a way this season. I mean, those two guys need the basketball in, in their hands. How's that going to work? And they both love each other. I have no both... idea. Okay. I mean, they did play They did play to, in the past. Now well, Harden was coming off the bench. That is correct. They, matter of fact, I think as starters, they only started uh, the same time in Oklahoma City seven times huh. overall. And you're right, Harden was basically their sixth man. So I don't know how it's going to work because they both have to have the basketball in their hands. And uh, I don't know what Mike D'Antoni's going to do. I mean, they're going to score a lot of points, but they'll also give up a ton of points as well. So should be interesting. The West is so, so good. Uh, you know, and, and taking a look at the East, you know, even though the Bulls are not going to be picked to be a playoff team, if, and there's a lot of ifs here, if they stay healthy and if everything goes the way they hope it will go with both the young players that they drafted and, and the veterans that they're bringing in, I can see the Bulls, you know, challenging for a playoff spot. You know, a lot of ifs there, but I actually could see it happening this upcoming season. And um, John Paxson, in a conversation with Mully and Tom Thayer earlier in the week, um, talked a lot about the free agent class of 2021. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, I've looked at that class in two years, 
and I think that has an excellent chance of being the best free agent class to spurn the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Way to turn a potential positive into a negative. Uh, yeah, uh, they, Giannis could blow off the Bulls that summer. Uh, Kawhi Leonard could blow them off that summer. LeBron again. I think it could be the best free agent class to not even meet with John Paxson. LeBron yeah. would go well, three for three then, wouldn't he? I think so. <laughs> that, would be that, that would be the ultimate hat trick, wouldn't it? Do it. All right. Thanks, David. All right. See you guys. David Schuster. He's at Wrigley. That's very good. He moved the goalpost again. Yes, they did. Unbelievable. Uh, we, um, I, I, who's the most famous alum from your high school? This famous was, alum from my high school? This was something that went around Twitter recently. John Stewart. John Stewart? Yes. It's a good name. Yeah. It's a good name. Uh, he and my brother were, were best man at each other's wedding, actually. Good friends. And really? yet I've never had him on the score of Sports Radio 6-7. Wow, you've been derelicting your duties. Absolutely. So the, the question went around Twitter. Okay. In my, in my high school, Granada Hills High School yeah. in the San Fernando Valley, would have been your choice, John Elway. It's pretty good. Or Valerie Bertinelli. I would choose... You, you, Val, what, what era of Valerie Bertinelli are we talking about? Yes. High school. She went to high school. Oh, yeah, school, that's a good school. point. Good point. It was right after One Day at a Time. My God. Yeah, she's going to school uh-huh. while One Day at a Time is on the air. Also, Jenny Lee Harrison, who was in the latter stages of Dallas, was a Highlander as well. But those would be the two most famous ones I know of that everybody else would know. Gotcha. Oh, I, I have... I think, uh, yeah, so I've got John Stewart, and I've got a former New York Giants quarterback, Scott Bruner. That goes back a no, long way, and nobody knows that who that anymore. is. No. Okay. So we're, you know, in writing that question yeah. and asking that question, we're citing people, obviously. We're not the people citing ourselves. Correct. So the question went around Twitter, and Mark Hamill says, I am. <laughs> Good answer. And I don't know what high school it is. <laughs> I would be hard pressed to doubt him, right? That's that you know, that's tremendous. When you can legitimately answer the question I with am. yourself. Yes. When you're the answer to that question, uh-huh. you've had a you've had yourself a career. You know who John Brebbia is? You know, you're a John Brebbia, yes. Uh Cardinals pitcher? Right. Yeah. So his wife Amanda gave birth last weekend or two weeks ago to their couple's first child. The boy named Henry Fitch Brebbia. I'm growing to like this, John Brebbia, because of this. Okay. This is from Dara Gold of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. The father said they considered naming him Yadier Wainwright Brebbia hyphen Goldschmidt, <laughs> quote, because she has a lot of Wainwrights on her side, and I have a lot of Yadiers on mine. <laughs> That's tremendous. I love that guy. This is my favorite part of the suckage, by the way, is when you, when you empty. Space. Yeah, you know, you, you empty the folder. You I know? do. I do. <laughs> we talked about Roberto Luongo yeah. a couple of weeks ago when he hung up his pads. And he literally hung them up in a Twitter picture where he threw his goal pads over a power line yes. to signal that was it. Hanging them up. So shortly after that, the Florida Panthers tweeted out, Head over to the BBT Center today between 8, 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. for a select a seat event. Pantherland will be open. And this is where you, a lot of teams do this. You choose your season seats. So Roberto Luongo retweeted, I'd like to select a seat symbolic of my career. Do you have anything available behind the goal line? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh. that. 
And so one more before we leave. Yes, sir. Jesse Chavez, former Cubs pitcher, said he'd only come back to pitch for the Cubs unless he pitched for the Rangers. He pitched for the Rangers? Yeah. And he did it yesterday. He did not like Rob Drake's home plate umpiring. I saw the video. He uh, offered the umpire his glasses. Yes, he did. I can't believe he was not kicked. He's walking off the mound in the second inning. He <laughs> offers him his glasses, and he was asked after the game, why did you do that? And Jesse Chavez says, because I thought he needed them. That's an excellent That's answer. Bottom of the hour is brought to you by Northwestern Football from the Northwestern Football Update Studio. Don't miss your chance to watch Big Ten football at Ryan Field this fall as the number 17 Northwestern Wildcats host Ohio State, Iowa, and more. Season tickets on sale now at nusports.com. I, for one, am disappointed that Russell Westbrook didn't, didn't, didn't go to Miami. I thought that would have been glorious karmic retribution for Jimmy Butler to hissy fit your way out of Chicago. That's right. Um, throw Thibs under the bus and help destroy the Minnesota regime. Uh-huh. Um, help the Sixers underachieve in one playoff run. Finally choose your place where you can be the man scoring points on a mediocre team and then be handed a Wolverine like Russell Westbrook who wanted every shot that you would take. I was hoping for that for Jimmy. I would, I would love to see that for the self-destruction and for Jimmy getting exposed again as a guy who says all he cares about is, is winning and he doesn't, care any, he doesn't care nearly as much about winning as he cares about Jimmy Butler right. and Jimmy Butler being the man. And I suppose if you were the man, you would have beaten Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi Leonard's the man. You can't beat the man. You can't be the man until you beat the man. And there we go. Glad we got that said. Yeah, I am, but I, I just I, I love your I love your sense of evil. See, you you always you I guess whatever I had was contagious because you fired that really good cheap shot about the best free agent class to spurn the Bulls. You know what? And I I, I kind of I'm not taking ownership of that. Yeah. I, professional regard for that professional <laughs> respect for that and then you're looking are you saying Jimmy. that my table is ready yeah, is it is. Yes, yes it is <laughs> and i like the idea that you're rooting so hard yeah for jimmy butler to find yet Misery. another way to get exposed yes all the money in the world you're not going to buy anything and by the way those all the trades oklahoma's made Nate Silver tweeted, somebody tweeted, Holly, uh, Hardwood Paroxysm tweeted, uh-huh. I just ran the numbers and there is now a 35% chance for any human beings born on the planet between 13 and 16 years ago that they will be drafted by the Oklahoma City Thunder in the next five years <laughs> for all the draft choices. Uh-huh. And Nate Silver tweeted, are they even going to hold a draft when OKC owns all 60 picks? <laughs> or will the Thunder, the Thunder just send a list of guys they liked? <laughs> Adam Silver. That's... That's unbelievable how they reload. That's even more over the top than Boston. They're just not going to be competitive the way Boston's always been competitive. But Danny Ainge has managed to arm himself. Too much, though. And the and, ammunition and, hasn't turned into what it should have. He had, uh, hoarders, NBA hoarders, would feature Danny Ainge <laughs> sitting around, surrounded by draft picks right. that have gone unused and undealt as right. the assets they are. Uh-huh. I have one more thing before we, before we leave. Yes, sir. hear some music soon. Scotty Pippen, always a master of the English language. Mm-hmm. He was caught by TMZ talking about his son heading to Vanderbilt. You know my son's going to bring it. His eggs don't fall too far from the tree. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's the way we're all going to leave it. Who put the eggs in the tree to begin with? Nothing sucks like quoting Scotty Pippen accurately. <laughs> All right, this has been Saturday Suckage. David Schuster was with us because that's Saturday Suckage. Zach Withers and Julio Rousseau, I'm sorry, produced this thing. 
want to thank everyone who everyone who listened, survived it. Comes baseball is next. Thank you, Matt Spiegel. Hit and run tomorrow nine o'clock. Yes, it's true. John Baker and Joe Buck on hit and run tomorrow morning on the score. Thanks for listening. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So, kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait Wait a minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait. Wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.